Howdy, and thanks for tuning in to the Homestretch Podcast, 101 plus tips for navigating assisted living and nursing homes. I am your host, Chad Schmidt, and here you'll discover the questions to ask from the researchers, professionals, and institutions so that you can make a more informed decision. In today's 29-minute episode with Sergeant Stephen Woodard of Texas Department of Public Safety, He's going to address and go into detail the three main points of driving, which are cognitive, manual, and visual. We're going to talk about five things that you should be paying attention of your mom or dad, including medications that they might be taking, joint pain, vehicle damage, visual and hearing capabilities. We're also going to give you 10 simple questions to increase your loved one's understanding that it might be time to give up their freedom of driving a vehicle. Sergeant Woodard is also going to give you nine tips for elders when it comes to driving. And we're also going to briefly go over the medical advisory board's involvement in being able to help get your loved one's driver's license revoked. I hope that you find this episode beneficial. And if so, consider subscribing on whatever platform that you're listening to it on. Head over to homestretch101.com where you'll find placement resources as well as links to previous episodes and see a list of our upcoming guests that are planning to be featured on the show. So without further ado, let's dive right in to this episode with Sergeant Stephen Woodard. Driving is the most dangerous thing you'll do every day because it's not only you on the road, but there are other elements. There are other drivers, motorists, motorcycle riders, pedestrians, etc. And uh, we try to tell folks to reduce those distractions because driving is a distraction in itself keeping uh, your mind, the cognitive thinking uh, straight as you're traveling down the roadway, uh, manually operating the vehicle properly, and having that visual aspect, the way you can see what's coming to you and away from you as you're driving. So there's a lot of things going on while we're driving, which is something we take for granted every day. But when we're talking about getting up in age, physical changes can make it more difficult to maintain control of a vehicle, and some of those changes commonly are experienced, of course, by senior drivers, Um, and that's to include visual impairments, whether that individual can drive in the daytime or the nighttime. Some folks have actual daytime limitations and nighttime restrictions because of their visual impairments. Uh, Some of our age drivers, their uh, judgment factor has decreased, meaning the distance has, has decreased to where you, you you can't even judge the distance of how far a vehicle is from you or next to you. I tell a lot of kiddos uh, that have elderly parents to always inspect mom or dad's vehicle. Think about this. If your mom or dad, they're up in age and they have a bunch of dents in their vehicle, that may be a problem. Another one of those integral pieces that we take for granted that you lose uh, as you get up in ages, hearing loss, hearing loss. If you have a problem hearing while driving, it may be difficult, of course, to recognize emergency vehicles, to be difficult to recognize a car horn or approaching traffic. That's something to think about. 
Uh, hearing sounds while driving on the road is extremely important. It could be a warning device or it could be a small child screaming, etc. All of those things come into play. Check this out. Talk about joint pain. Uh, you have an individual that has pain in the knees, legs, ankles, etc. That could be a mobility problem. It could be a problem from moving the feet, maybe properly shifting the gears. Uh, the swelling could keep that individual from manually operating the vehicle. Well, again, those three key pieces of driving is cognitive, manual, and visual. And when you have those aches and pains, that manual could come into play. Imagine driving a vehicle and you're sitting in your vehicle and it's almost as if you're sitting on a pile of bricks and your back is resting against a board of nails. That is how some of our drivers are driving right now. They're, they're biting through it to get their grandkids to school or they're biting through that ailment to get to the grocery store, to get to church. We understand folks you know, have to get from point A to point B, but we want them to make it to point B safely. Well, the other thing that comes to my mind is being able to make sure that you're not going down a direction that's one-way traffic and you're headed in the opposite direction. Sure, and, or, that, or, and, that, or, and that happens from time to time. Uh, you know, I, I tell folks, you know, the decrease in stress uh, also comes into play. And, it, it, you know, steering could be a problem to where you're not able to maintain in that single lane. You know, I have a question for you. How wide do you think, a, and this is nationwide, how wide do you think a single yellow line or a white line in the center meet? How wide do you think that line is? I if think it's guess, about six inches. About six inches, six and a quarter, depending on the brush. You put a double yellow line, you're looking at a little bit over 12 inches. And I tell folks, you're literally 12 inches away from getting ran over by someone. That's why it's extremely important that not only if you're not an age driver, that we maintain that visual aspect while we're traveling down the roadway. Now, an individual that's of age, that's, you know, let's just say, you know, of course, here in the state of Texas, you, the, the youngest you can actually get a driver's license here in the state is 15 years old, uh, up under a hardship program, some other programs, legally 16. But that individual that's 16, 17, 18, I mean, it, it's, it's obvious. They don't have the experience of driving. Now, you take an individual that's, uh, I would say in their golden years, uh, 80, 75, 70, et cetera, um, again, those physical attributes begin to deplete, especially when you mix alcohol and prescription drug medication, then all of that's really thrown out of the window. So we, we, we want our individuals that are of age, we want them to drive. We want them to go from point A to point B, but we also want them to recognize the signs that, hey, maybe it's not safe for me to drive. Let me tell you something, my friend. One of the hardest things you'll ever do is, number one, hit a hole in one, and number two, take mama's driver's license away from her. Because, look, man, a driver's license is a pass to freedom. Am I right or wrong? It's a You're right. I even, re I even remember my mom taking my grandmother's license away. My grandmother was able to recognize my driver's license is about to expire. My mom's mm -hmm. like, yeah, we're not going to go get your driver's license renewed. Mm -hmm. Look, reaction time. You know, when driving, you receive a lot of information at once. You do. You're looking at the car next to you. You're looking at the vehicle in front of you. Uh, and as you age, the brain will uh, need additional time to process that information, period. That, that's just a fact. And if you're unable to process all of that information, uh, that reaction time 
will, I'm not going to say can, it will decrease, uh, and it could stem to be a dangerous situation. Let's take a city like Houston, uh, an extremely large city, uh, a lot of vehicles. You take a state like Texas where there's a lot of individuals coming into our state, not only as um, residents, but visitors. A lot of vehicles on the roadway, and that reaction time to avoid a crash could be critical, not only to your life but to someone else. And that's why we always try to present those three key puzzles and that reaction time. It falls under two things, that cognitive thinking, and it falls up under the manual uh, process. So uh, reaction time is extremely important. And, you know, look, I, I tell kiddos, monitor mom and dad's driving behaviors because, you know, to be honest with you, my friend, uh, the kids are going to be the key to the puzzle to help us try to keep the roadway safe. I said, Mom, absolutely. Dad, I think it's time. I remember hearing about a story from one of my aunts is that she would get in the car and she would drive all day long. Didn't know where she was going, didn't tell anybody where she was going. She didn't have a cell phone, and she would just end up driving. She had a debit card and her wallet in her hand, and she sure. would drive all day long. My aunt would try to figure out where the heck did mom go, and she was trying to get herself to the doctor, but she didn't know where the doctor's office was, so she kept driving around, and 10 o'clock at night, she calls my aunt from a pay phone, and my aunt tells her, look, I don't know where you are. Find out the address. I'll call the cops. We'll get the cops there to make sure that you don't leave because she had run out of cash in her wallet so she couldn't drive anymore. My aunt eventually showed up and she had three flat tires and she also had bent rims and the cops were like, what the heck is this woman doing on the road? Right, right. So I can imagine there's stories that you guys have or that you can, can share on other situations that... You know, maybe this this could have been prevented earlier on, but is there sure. a story you have? Sure. You know, uh, and it's a personal story. You know, my uh, my cousin, his grandfather, of course, his father's dad, uh, suffered from that terrible unforgiving disease, dementia. And um, he basically had it as mine that he wanted to go fishing. And next thing you know, uh, he ends up 120 miles away from the location he originally tried to uh, go seek fish. Uh, luckily, two of our Texas State troopers here in this state uh, were able to find him after he hit a vehicle mirror to mirror on a back county road with that line of six inches uh, split in the road. And uh, it was just a – it was just a un- no one was hurt. But the sad part about it is, you know, here he is out in the wilderness, so to speak, in an area where he's not familiar and he's suffering through the disease and we had to have that conversation. This brain disorder, it could, and as we all know, it slows the reaction time down and the decision-making uh, process down. So it's so important that the kiddos, and I'm in this boat as well, that we speak to the doctors. We try to make some of those doctor's appointments if we can with our parents, especially if they're of age. That way we can go and we can get that insight ourselves. Uh, speak with the doctor uh, if it's possible. 
to find out if uh, remembering different events or uh, uh, road rage may increase or if there may be an attitude change during this particular sickness because right now it is an epidemic. We're seeing this a lot more, uh, even from examples of one of our troopers meeting with someone that was confused at a location because they went out to go get gas and they didn't even know exactly where they were and the mission was for them to go from their house to the gas station and next thing you know they're lost so uh, my my recommendation no if if you have an individual uh, that are showing signs of some sort of a uh, disease etc or i.e. dementia or whatever, it, it's so important that you try to make those doctor's appointments, especially uh, we're still allowing them to drive. It could be uh, detrimental to them and to the motor. Look, 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 look at diabetes. Uh, you're talking about a disease that, that spikes uh, the blood sugar level uh, to uh, an unbeknownst number. And, you know, if, if that blood sugar drops or the high level, uh, it may cause loss of consciousness, right, or, or seizures. And that's like driving down the road blind. So um, all of that stuff comes into play. Uh, again, we don't want to take one license. But if it causes a, a great danger to the motor in public and an extreme danger to the driver, the question that we may have to ask. So I'm taking some notes down here to try to summarize some of the things to look for. Sure. To possibly have a license revoked because they're not legally able to operate a vehicle. And some of the things that I have written down here are paying attention to the medications that they're taking and what those side effects could possibly, whether that be tiredness or laziness or things like that. Uh, If they have pain in the joints, because that's going to help reduce their reaction time potentially. If they have dents in their car, if they tend to get flat tires, and also what is their visual capabilities at this point, but are are there other things that you would recommend are some easy signs to be aware of? Trouble hearing, uh, possible uh, diseases like dementia and and other driving attributes, slow reaction to time and reflexes, that's extremely important. Medication, keep in mind, medication can affect your driving. Not only that, some medications can uh, slow down your reaction time as well, et cetera, drowsiness, oh, whatever the case may be. Uh, some medication tells you to don't operate heavy machinery while taking this medication. What does that mean? That also includes the vehicle. One thing I will say is we're in this together uh, because we, as a state agency, and no police department and no sheriff's office wants to go to someone's house and give an unfortunate notification that their loved one is in the hospital due to an unfortunate crash or their loved one is deceased. We don't want to give that. We want to make sure that that travel is safe, not only for the driver or the operator, if you will, but for everyone that's uh, traveling on the roadway. Those things are so important, so important. Now, here's the hard question. You go to mom or dad and say, look, or you tell them, look, it's time to give up driving. How do you how do you say that? I have no idea. <laughs> that I mean, is a I mean, tough conversation to have. Yeah, I mean, now look, we all age differently for whatever reason. I mean, your 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 loved one could be sixty five or sixty one, and it could be time to give up driving. How do you say that? Well, you say it just like I said it. It's time. It's time. 
think about this. You help them make that decision by asking them simple questions. For example, do others honk at you while you're driving? Okay, check. Have you been in a recent accident or just a minor fender bender? Are you uh, backing into poles when you leave the grocery store? Or are you missing the gas pump uh, line up from the hose in the in the gas reservoir in your vehicle? Do you get lost while you're on the roadway? Now, keep in mind, my friend, these are the questions that you're asking your loved one. Do you get distracted while driving? Mom, how about this? Do you have trouble staying in your lane? Dad, has a police officer pulled you over for driving too slow? Are you having trouble moving your feet from the gas to the brake pedal? And I can go on and on and on, and as I'm as I'm asking these questions, I'm sitting here putting myself in in those shoes with my eyes closed, thinking maybe one day this may be this may be a time for me to ask my mother or father these particular questions. And they're hard. But here's the reality, my friend. If the answer is yes, then it's time. Then it's time you basically have those conversations with them and let them answer those questions. And inevitably, uh, if the answers are yes, they're going to, uh, of course, you're taking the freedom away, but uh, a, a, a increasing amount of understanding has now been placed on the table. You let them the questions. I was always, I was always taught that there's a way to do everything. And, uh, you know, Basically, what we just did is we let that loved one make the decision themselves on when to give up their license. Well, and I'm so thankful that you presented it in that way because if you hadn't mentioned these simple questions to ask and being able to get them to participate in this discovery that sure. I'm, I actually, yeah, I am having problems. And if I'm having problems with this, Sure. They, I would hope, be able to recognize, you know what, you're right. I'm not a safe to be driving a vehicle. Well, think about this, my friend. The biggest, the biggest thing about taking someone's driver's license is, number one, their freedom. And that question comes into mind, uh, am I going to be able to do the things that I used to do? Am I going to be able to get up and go to my favorite store or my, my, my loved one's uh, activity when I want to? Or and go fishing, the, like your dad. Or, or, or <laughs> go fishing. Uh, and that's where family comes into play. Um, family's important to me, my friend. I know it is to you. And we have to ensure that loved one that, hey, look, uh, I'm here for you. You need to go to the store. You let me know. Or, you know, man, with, with all of these different transportation outlets that we have now, uh, not to mention any, I mean, they're so many ways to get from point A to point B without you even driving. So we just have to reassure them that their freedom is not lost. But again, if the the, the answers to those questions that we – and those are just a few. If the predominant answer is yes, then we've actually let them make their own decision, and that's the beauty of it. The state of Texas, they have – uh, provisions in place to where an individual can uh, submit information to a medical advisory board to take that driver's license away from that loved one. So again, it's all about it's all about the safety 
uh, uh, peace to drive. I, I would like to urge our age drivers, uh, before they leave home, number one, plan to drive on streets that you know. That's so important. Only drive to places that are easy for you and you alone to get to that are close to home, right? Um, avoid risky stops like ramps and uh, things like that because you, you want to make that you want to make that driving experience safe and you want it to be a comfortable experience. Now, let me tell you something. One of the most comfortable, un, most uncomfortable things to be is lost. We've all been there. You're driving around. You're like, good grief, I'm lost. I know where you know. I have. I, you know, think about your kid getting lost in a store. I mean, that that's uncomfortable. It's it's sometimes it's unmanageable because you don't have control over being lost because you don't know where you're at. Um, add extra time to the travel if you if you can, um, especially if there's poor conditions, dry, you know, rain, etc. Uh, limit. This is important. Limit how much you drive at night because we talked about the three key puzzles of driving, and visual was one of them. And when does our visual, when does our visual aspect decrease? At night. Limit your time driving at night. Uh, and don't drive when you're stressed out or tired. I tell people this here. Look, there's no difference from an individual that is fatigued, tired, if you will, and intoxicated driving down the road. It's almost the same identifying driving factors. So try to avoid that if you can. And look, while you're driving, always wear your safety belt. That's important. And and you as a driver, it's your responsibility to make sure that everyone in the vehicle is, is wearing a safety belt. Wear your glasses, please. Your hearing aid or whatever else that you have prescribed to you to make to make your living conditions comfortable. Glasses and hearing aid, if possible, and stay off the phone. Whether you have a flip phone, a smartphone, or whatever type of phone, you don't need those other distractions while you're traveling down the roadway. Avoiding those distractions are, are key, uh, such as eating, uh, etc. Even if listening to your favorite talk show radio or favorite podcast like Chad Look, because <laughs> the topics that Chad talk about, they could be a distraction as well. So even if you have to turn that down, you want to focus on the primary task at hand, which is driving. Here's a key point. Make sure your windows are clean. Think about this, Chad. How many times have you driven down the roadway and your windows appear to be clean, but when the daylight hours decrease and now it's dark, Next thing you know, you're driving on a roadway and a, a, a vehicle is coming the opposite direction of you. The lights are shining in your windshield, and you're like, good grief, man. This haze is over my window. Well, your windshield, your windshield is dirty. All of that comes into play. And I, tell, uh, I would like to tell the listening audience that driving is more than just grabbing a steering wheel, a steering wheel and stepping on the gas and going down the road. It's a, big, it's a bigger picture. And again, when we start decreasing some of those attributes, safety attributes, uh, checking our vehicles for safety, et cetera, then maybe we need to look at some things. Well, one of the other simple things that comes to my mind as far as the inspection is concerned is here in Texas, it's so hot. And it rains here in Houston quite a bit. And being able to have windshield wipers that are going to be able to clear the water off of the windshield while you're driving 
is very important, and the sun and the heat here degrades that rubber a lot quicker than some other places across the country where those windshield wipers might need to be replaced a little bit more frequently. Well, you know, having a windshield, having a windshield uh, wiper mount with those two working blades, number one, that's an inspection item. You have to have that. But check this out. You can't have shoes, uh, tennis shoes, if you will, without a proper heel support. So guess what supports the, that, that windshield wiper? The windshield wiper fluid, if need be. All that stuff comes into play. And, uh, um, again, it's going to be up to us to look at our parents, our loved ones, and make sure that they're doing the right thing, that they have that integrity, they're doing the right thing when we're not around. Uh, because I'm, I'm going to tell you this, being a trooper and dealing with law enforcement ever since 1998, I'm going to tell you one of the hardest things to do is to tell a loved one that their loved one has passed in a vehicle crash. Chad, that is hard. And some of that stuff you don't get over and you don't forget. But it's just one of those things that we have to do when we do it professionally. We do it with dignity. We ensure the family has all the information that they need, and we leave. But here's the thing, Chad. When we leave, in the back of my mind, I'm still thinking, I'm headed home to my loved one, my children. But this this family member that's behind me that I'm leaving in my rearview mirror, they're grieving. We don't we don't ever want to get to that point um, because that that that's a whole different ball game. So with all of us working together, when I say us, you, me, the listening audience, you by presenting the information. Make sure the public gets it, which we thank you for that. Me, trying to give you the most accurate information that I know, and the public educating and reminding their family members. I think we can make it a safer Texas. Well, not just Texas. I mean, our listeners are all over the country, and yeah, at this you're point, right about even that. even internationally. You're so, right about that. You're right about so that. I, there's one last thing that I would hope to, for you to elaborate on a little bit more. Is you said this medical advisory board. And yes, they they go through the steps to, to do what? They'll look at an individual's health situation. Uh, they could look at everything from if an individual is suffering from alcoholism. Maybe they're a habitual uh, individual that gets DUIs or DWIs. Maybe they have a drug problem. That medical advisory board reviews all of that information, and they they conduct their findings, and then they'll present that to the state uh, through a through a doctor, and then they'll determine whether or not that individual needs to be driving. So um, it, it's it's not just one of those deals where we just take someone's license. We try to ensure because look, I tell people and this is in every state, driving is not a right, it's a privilege. It's a privilege to obtain a driver's license in one state, and you're not the only one on the road. That's why we always use the cliche, share the road. So through this medical advisory board, we ensure that this person is either good to drive medically or not. And, again, it could stem from those three things, uh, you know, just quickly, you know, whether that's a health situation or an addiction situation. 
so to speak. Uh, what that medical advisory board does is it, 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 it gives those other opinions on that individual situation whether or not we should take that driver's license. Is there any last tip or advice that you would have to say to a listener that is on the fence about approaching their dad who is in their late 70s and they're trying to come to this point where they're going to have a conversation with their dad about is it safe? Is there some uh, one last tip that you can give one of the listeners out there? First things first, giving up your driver's license is not the end of the world. And we have to explain that to that loved one if it comes to that. But we need to let them, if they can, if they're mentally able, let them try to make that decision with you because I'm telling you it's going to make for an easier process. Know your loved one. Know their uh, uh, health situation. Know about their health situation. Okay, yeah, we know that mom is a diabetic, but do you know about diabetes? We know that mom tends to suffer from strokes, but do you know about the stroke epidemic? Try to educate yourself with those sicknesses. And if you have any questions or you need some direction on whether to take mom or dad's license, you can always call your local state police department. And because all of the driver's licenses are issued from the state, we'll be happy to help you. I want to ask our listeners for a favor that if there's somebody that you have in your life that is having some trouble with their mental cognitive abilities and they still have their license, have that conversation with them. Officer Woodward here presented so much great questions to ask to help you and your loved one reach that decision where not that their freedom's being taken away, one aspect of their freedom is being taken away, but it doesn't mean that they can't do things. There's plenty of modes of transportation that are available in your city, and if you're having trouble getting to that conversation point with your loved one, call your local law enforcement office. Thank you once again for tuning into this episode with Sergeant Stephen Woodard, where you learned the three main points to driving, Five things to pay attention to when it comes to your loved one and their ability to drive. And you also learned 10 questions to help bring awareness and a greater understanding that will make it easier for your mom or dad to accept taking away the freedom of being able to drive a vehicle. If you found this episode beneficial, consider sharing it with somebody that you love. And head over to homestretch101.com for more resources on navigating through assisted living and nursing homes. Until our next conversation, I wish you good health and eternal love. Have a beautiful day.